Chung Lee is a dirty fighter. He throws the ref at him. And then Dukes jumps on the ref as like a footstool and then like makes like sure the ref okay. Ramp. Yeah. Uh, the, my favorite part of the fight, Chun Lee grabs this pill that was slipped into his waistband, crumbles it up and blinds him and everything goes slow-mo. And there's a lot of, yeah, screaming. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, the top 10 sports moments from 80s movies. That sound is synonymous with SportsCenter top 10 lists. From women's hockey to the NFL, there is always a top 10 plays, shots, rebounds, goals, or even celebrations list from ESPN. But what they fail to cover are some of the best sports moments of our lifetime. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we're going to list our top 10 sports moments from 80s movies. Boxing, soccer, basketball, and even Kumite will make an appearance on our list. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the boof to my Scott Howard, Max Sanders. And with that, Normally I hate these, you, you nailed it. I'm playing weird basketball with your dad outside. Win <laughs> in the end. You like that song? I just love the name Boof. Boof is a great name. Welcome to the show. I was going to say the same thing and we like stumbled over yeah, each other. Yeah, you look good, man. Your hair is short. I know. You're yeah. in uh, you're in bartender mode. Well, I'm bal I'm balding in the middle. So Am I, I allowed to say the bar you work at? No. Well, okay, okay. If you were in the city of Ann Arbor. Stop it. Go visit the lesser half of Buzz in the Tower. He will be bartending. What nights are you bartending? It's the Lucky Spur. Yeah, the Lucky Spur. It's the Sunday mornings, Wednesday afternoons. This is kind of an important... <laughs> uh, mentioning your bar today is important because we're talking about sports and... Too close. Sports. Okay, it's, too yeah, close. It's a sports right, bar. It's fine. a sports bar. But I do love sports. Yeah, you do love sports. Yeah. <laughs> Touchdown. Max, before we jump into it, I got a, I got a couple things. Okay. A couple things to talk about. Housekeeping? How, uh, housekeeping. housekeeping. First thing... Got an email from this guy, Doug. He's from Stewart, Iowa. Iowa people are good people. They are good people. Corn folk. Just like the nicest dude. Basically wanted to let us know he's listening to the podcast. He's hooked all of his friends on the podcast. So I was emailing back and forth with him, and I just wanted to know what his favorite 80s movie was so I could give him a shout out and thank him for listening. So Doug, this is your shout out. May the Schwartz be with you. Oh, oh, 
What a world. What a world. It's Spaceballs? Yeah. No, Max. Okay. No, it's not. It's uh, Vision Quest. I don't know if you remember that part of Vision Quest. That's a that's a director's cut, part, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yes, his favorite. He's a John Candy fan, and his favorite. It was between that and Summer Rental, but he went with uh, Spaceballs. Ooh, Summer Rental is a good deal. Summer cut. Rental is a good one. So that, and then I've been teasing. I've been teasing you. I haven't even shared this with you, right? 80stees.com, our sponsor, Wear Your Memories. What a great tagline. It's a very well said tagline because that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. It is all, down, all the member berries activated. Yeah. What's your favorite shirt you got? Oh, so the, easy. The Miyagi-Do. Oh, for yeah, me, Predator. For sure. Predator. The Predator. You yeah. get confidence. People yeah. like stop you and they're like, oh my God, that shirt. I was like, I know. I know. Over here. Anytime. Over here. <laughs> Do laugh. <laughs> we miss you billy do your part i can make it oh that was terrible see like you it's lightning in a bottle when you do your imitations um on our major league one you did like a nice lou brown uh when you were talking about we got some real uh, we got some real uh talent on this team yeah, don't shine a spotlight on me I shrink, I know, i'm a shrinking violet uh, you're right i gotta let you just i gotta let you be <laughs> on the side 80stees.com we're doing something a little different if you have not gone to our tiktok page yet go to our tiktok page and follow us two reasons one it helps max feel validated in the 3,000 hours a week that he's putting into TikTok. 10,000 views. Or that, you, right. or that you used to. You're kind of coasting. Your stuff has gotten a little soft. We're going to tighten it up. We're going to tighten it up. The interview was awesome. We're going to tighten it up. It's okay. It's, we're going to tighten it up. I'm, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to okay. coach you. You're going to do fine. Like the Christmas one? Yeah, the, right. The, the National Lampoon one? Easy. Everyone check that one out. Easy now. Spend an hour and a half Easy. on that one. Come on now. <laughs> so 80stees.com. We've got $50 gift cards to give out, which people go nuts over. Thousands of them. Yeah. Well, let's just Focus, focus. So go to TikTok and you're going to see a new TikTok video that pops up every once in a while that's called the Buzz in the Tower flyby. So when you see the flyby, there'll be instructions on it as well. It's just a quick Max and Mo talking about their favorite scenes from their favorite 80s movies with some video. And then there's an opportunity to automatically be entered into a drawing for a $50 gift card to 80stees.com. So swing by our TikTok and check it out. You will be very happy, I promise. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what TikTok is, that's okay. Give Max a call i didn't know six one seven can i give your number out sure okay i'm not giving your do you know out. my number remember nope no i don't yeah. technology's ruined yeah. my brain See, I can't spell sucking. can't remember numbers it's awful you're a bad speller big time that does it for me i am ready to jump into this topic which this is a great topic because you and i are both sports nuts we love sports i love all sports you love yeah, i don't sports. love all i love some sports so we ball yeah big time uh, pickle pickleball is that what's called <laughs> oh, I love that's the hotness i've never played it everybody loves it it's tennis for people who aren't that in shape ah well it's right up my yeah, alley it's halfway between you had me at not that in shape <laughs> Halfway between ping pong and tennis. Okay. It's really fun. Penis? Penis. Right. No, you can't no, say that. No, I can't say that. Did we bleep that out? The Pen 15 Club. There you go. <laughs> so, anyways. Nostalgia. Uh, and anyways, <laughs> so the episode today is focusing on. So, uh, there are a lot of parameters on this because it can get a little tricky. Rules. So the, I, less rules, more parameters okay. because I, I'm not I'm not too ruly on this one. But the idea was there are some really great sports movies, of which, by the way, Max completely threw the naked gun out. I made it's the argument. I made the argument that because of the entire the only tolerable baseball movie that I would watch outside of Field of Dreams Major League is the Naked Gun. Bull Durham? Nah, it's okay. What? I, I like Bull Durham. Okay, anyways. Yeah. I'm going off topic. So, the idea is there are these movies that are either all about sports or mostly about sports. And we wanted to list our favorite moments in the movie. And I say moments because it's sometimes it'll be a play, a pass, a catch, a punch. Other times it'll be like an overall moment in the movie that's sports related. So I gave us a little bit of flexibility, but it's got to be a sports related moment in a heavily sports related 80s movie. And we came up with our list of 10. We fought back and forth. There's only one on this list that I don't particularly like. And we're going to talk about that. Now you jammed it in there and forced it, but that's okay. I'm salty. You didn't allow speeches. Yeah. That's, just, a part of, that's part of movies. I know. I wanted to keep it. It's, that's a great point. We could do a speeches list, but yeah. this isn't about speeches. This is about athletic moment, right? So this is Sports Center top 10 plays. And, and it could be the only flex on this. I know I'm like double talking out of my mouth. The only flex on this is the play could be like the whole game, but it's got to be sports related. It can't just be a speech. I guess. But I know there's great speeches. I, know. Sports Center top I already know what were... speech you would pick. It would be Elmo. Elmo. I know. Yeah. I, all right, we'll get to that. So anyways, not the Tickle Me Elmo, just for yeah. those who don't know what we're talking about. It's a good speech too. All right, are we, are we ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right, at number 10, I have to give a shout out to Timmy 
at Back to the 80s with a Z. Oh, yeah. Because this is his jam. Yep. He, he loves this movie. Rad, 1986. This movie is, uh, it's very 80s. Rad is the story of Crew Jones. What a great name. A fantastic name. A guy who lives in a small town and spends his time delivering newspapers. I believe this is the inspiration for the video game Paperboy. You think so? No, oh. but I think that sounds really cool, so I just wanted to say that. I have a theory that's going to blow your mind. Although I don't even know that you'll appreciate it because I don't think, well, whatever. I'm jumping ahead. I'm a little too. I guess that Rocky's wife after he like. No, I damage can, left we, I don't, can we not talk about her right now, please? <laughs> Let's get back to this. All right. Spends his time delivering newspapers and having fun with his friends. All amateur BMX bike riders. My, Max, what does uh, BMX stand for? Bicycle motocross. There you go. I looked Look. it up a minute ago. I know you did. Uh, <laughs> When, when a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity comes along to compete in a race mixing amateurs and professionals, he jumps at the chance to qualify and follows fate. He also falls in love with Lori Laughlin. Full House, what's up? Her best role ever. No, Full yes, House. No, she's better than this. And they have a beautiful... What about that jail movie she's What about the now? slide scene? <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Um, hey, here's a shock. His what? mom is a wet blanket who tries to ruin his career and who she played by, Max. Talia Shire. Yeah, the ultimate sports <laughs> wet blanket. That Should we have a ranking? We do a ranking show called Biggest Wet Blankets Ever. Be a fun episode. She would be one and two. She would. Ugh. All right. <laughs> he blows off the SATs in order to qualify for a chance to ride in the Hell Track. I'm glad you said the name. What is the Hell name? Track. Great? Hell Track is the best. And a $100,000 win. That's a big big chunk of change in yeah. 86, did I say? 89, 86. 85, 86. 82, 86. 86. All right. 86. Stupid that. Samantha and her theory that 86 is the best movie ever. I know. This Tell helps. her. This Tell helps. her. This does help. You suck. <laughs> I'm so aggressive. I love the evil corporate guy in this too. Duke Best. What a great name. Yep. So so anyways, the back end of the recap. Um, if you win Hell Track, you, you can die. You, yeah. <laughs> you can. Jesus. All right, we're done. And then you get the gist of the movie is that Crew Jones Crew is- Crew drive bike fast. Crew Jones and- uh, What's her name? Lori Laughlin plays Christian. Is that yeah. her name? They are in what I would argue is the single greatest bike Sport. bike dance scene ever. That's true. It is it's also the only one I'm aware of. Send me an angel. Right now. Oh, such a good song. It's a great song. It's a great yeah. scene. Yeah. This comes in at our number 10. So he's on battle, all, he's battling Bart Taylor too. He's like a legit yeah. BMX biker. You get the idea of this movie. Basically small town kid. He has this opportunity to take his talents uh, to Cleveland. Just kidding. This is a little LeBron James <laughs> Miami. joke. There you go. Same thing. I know so much about basketball basketball sports <laughs> sports so the evil owner of mongoose which is funny like when i was a kid yeah this was the, this was the jam i mean I, by the time you were my age specialized were the ones well bmx biking i did i had the pegs on the back of my bike i couldn't do anything they could do in this movie i could barely ride a bike <laughs> but i got a mongoose and yeah. it got stolen off my front porch and then my mom got me another mongoose but mongoose as a brand was huge yeah a lot of these bikers were actual bikers like in real life and very notable ones crew is loved by his community and even he, the cop who chases him down is like friendly all of that all of the all the relationships that they have are so rushed <laughs> like, yeah. you, like there's you feel like there's a backstory with the cop so he gets all the way to the end you know classic mom wants him to go to college he's gonna miss the but sat she shows up and supports him whatever <laughs> don't talk to me about talia shore i cannot stand her they get to the end race and that's the sports moment that we picked for this is that race yeah and it's got all of the classic sports movie tropes well also the very beginning is that 25 foot drop well it's on a loop so they do yeah. the drop a bunch of times and right i guess this is a difficult uh route to take like they couldn't that's why it's called hell track yeah they couldn't well the professional bikers couldn't do the whole lap like in one turn only crew jones could max no no i'm saying like i know in yeah. real life max <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah but they had to cut in pieces yeah so this is the thing i have a theory okay, okay. did you ever watch gi joe no. Okay. So Max, this is my insane theory that I want everybody to just listen to. It, it has nothing. It, it's today. not. It's not based in logic at all. This is sure. just my own wacky idea. Sure. You know the Reynolds twins in this movie? Yeah. I think the Reynolds twins are actually the Crimson twins uh, from <laughs> from GI Joe. I'm I'm convinced that they're the same. I just when this episode's over, I want you to look up the Crimson twins. They're part of Cobra. Yeah. And I think that they're the Reynolds twins. But Bart Taylor like knocks him off. He wants to fight him one on one. It is incredible to me how quickly you dismissed my theory and went moved on. I don't know who the twins are from. You could at least say. Oh, I trust you. I trust you. All right. Well, then good. We'll move past that. If I knew, I'd agree. So classic tropes, right? You've got the rich guy who tries to buy off the small town guy to yeah. throw the game. Who's the professor from Fast Time at Ridgemont High? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frank Winston, I think his name is. Mr. Hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's great in this. He comes to save the day, buys up all the rad shirts at the end so he can qualify. And the race itself, 
the moment. It's number 10 because it's it's exciting. It's the race, but it's also he wins the race by doing the most unnecessary 360. <laughs> yeah. Like the jump is, it's not even the jump yeah. he was practicing earlier. If he'd done a backflip to win, it would have made sense, but he just does this ridiculous 360 and wins the race. Yeah, it's style points. And then, know. and then. But respect to Bart too, who like slowed up. Bart, no, no, then Bart pulls the, you can be my wingman anytime yeah, at the much. end and shakes his hand yeah. and his little sister's like, he could join Team Rad. And where's the sequel? That's what I want to know. I haven't seen it. Well, there should be one. Yeah. Where Bart's on their team. Now when they're like 50? Sure. I could ride a bike <laughs> it now. It their kids now. It okay. could be a karate kid. Cobra Kai. <sighs> Moving along. Are you ready for number nine? Let's do it. Number nine is the movie that's on this list. <laughs> I'm going to take heat for this, and I'm willing to, because you've taken a lot of heat for some of the things you've said. I am not a fan of The Natural. What? I'm not a fan. It's hard for me to like baseball movies. I don't like baseball in general. It's America's pastime. I know. You like baseball. Max is all yours. I literally am looking at my screen right now. Blank. <laughs> I brought nothing to the table on The Natural. I'm Na- sitting back. It's all yours. 1984 movie, so my favorite movie year. Good year. <laughs> take that, Samantha. So in the 1930s, a middle-aged unknown ball player becomes a legend with supernatural talent. And there's some weird stuff in this movie. He's shot by a silver bullet. Sure. By a woman in black. This movie is super weird. <laughs> so it's based on a novel by Bernard Malamud. And Bernard Malamud based Roy on Odysseus in Homer's, you know, oh, the Odyssey. Greek tragedy. Yeah. Is it the Odyssey? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So it's been like, a long time since so I've Pops, done Greek reading. <laughs> so Pops, the coach, is supposed to be Zeus. Ah. Uh, the owner is supposed to be Hades. All right. All right. I mean, that's why there's all that weird stuff. Like oh, when, and then the lightning. Lightning hit the bat. Okay. That, this exactly. kind of, I kind of get it. Yeah. I guess the book was way darker. So here's why I like this movie. It's just fun, nostalgic baseball. You know what I mean? It's just 19- yeah, if you love baseball. Yeah, his he has a bat from a a lightning struck a tree at his house. It he wasn't made, the tree next to where his dad was buried or yeah, something. Okay, Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Wonder yeah. Boy. And at the end, when the, the bat breaks and Bobby picks on a winner, <sighs> go pick me out a winner, winner, Bobby. You yeah. don't get emotional about that. I, uh, it's a it's an okay movie. It's just like to me, it's I, I don't know. Like Ebert, I was reading the Siskel and Ebert review and they gave him like two stars. They weren't big fans of it either. Not that I follow that. Oh, Raj but, sometimes you know. Misses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what is your moment? It's the Knights versus Pittsburgh at the very end. Roy's up, game's on the line, hits the ball. I think it's a Randy Newman soundtrack. I think you're right. And he hits the skylights. Doesn't have the like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. explodes. There's fireworks everywhere. And that's been, that's been borrowed and used in a billion like times. A hundred thousand movies. Cause you got to remember Barry Levinson directed this. Yeah. Rain man. Yeah. yeah. Good morning, Vietnam. Sure. sure. Well directed. How I do you know, not appreciate the direction? Uh, I just, Kim Basinger. No, I, I'm not a huge, like Kim Basinger in a uh, uh, cool world though. When she was the cartoon, I liked her in that. LA confidential. Okay. I'll give you one other reason. I love this movie brett the hitman heart took his catchphrase from this movie the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be that's a good reason yeah okay i'm all right i'm, all right. I'm with you, good I'm with you. <laughs> but can but can we move to number eight yes because <laughs> number eight we'll both agree pretty quickly on iconic i am excited about number eight because you know how i feel about this movie can you pronounce it correctly sure absolutely let's see teen wolf there it is see i said it right you did it so proud of you <laughs> everything else is cream cheese now just calm down the 1985 sports biopic. <laughs> it's about Scott Howard, a struggling high school student with problems. Oh, he's got problems, Max. Uh, he's on a lackluster basketball team with a lame duck coach, which, by the way, his coach is the worst coach in all sports ever. 12 hours of sleep. Don't play cards just with eat, him. Eat, just eating hard-boiled eggs <laughs> on the side. In the final game, which we'll talk about, he does not say or do one thing. He, there's no coaching at he's, all. He's just a producer, I guess, they picked out oh, off the amazing. line. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Coach Finstock. He's having trouble getting noticed by the prettiest girl in school, who isn't Pamela yeah. Wells. Who who's, are, who's the prettiest girl in your school? <laughs> what a weird question. I don't know, man. Allie Cherney, what's up? Super weird. I'm sure <laughs> she's going to be thrilled that you threw that out there, like I would answer. Uh, <laughs> Pamela Wells, who already has a boyfriend who wants to ruin Scott's life named Mick, Mick, Mick McAllister. Played by a 28 year old. Sure. He's on the dragons. But in the middle. <laughs> the dragons versus the beavers. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fierce fight. <laughs> Do you know they use the um, logo from Oregon State? Or no, not Oregon State. Was it Oregon, yeah, Oregon, Oregon State? State? Beavers, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I th- it wasn't Oregon. Oregon's ducks. Oregon State's the beavers. Yep. But in the middle of all of it. So he's got all this stuff going on. All this teen angst. He feels an effect from a dog whistle. And he starts itching everywhere. And he discovers that his nails are longer and sharp. <laughs> So when he comes home from a party and he discovers his new problem, his half wolf, half human, did I say wolf, right? Wolf. Nope, not that time. His half wolf, <laughs> half human father, AKA werewolf. Thank you for that clarification. In case you didn't know, uh, explains everything that's going on. So now he tries to keep it a secret, but during a basketball game, it comes out and oh he learns that he has magical powers. Like he can play ball. I didn't know that was part of being a werewolf. It is. You know, well, Who that's why this movie, this movie? I, it's, 
bananas, dare I say? Uh, the word of the day. Ah! <laughs> well, this only costs a million bucks. Yeah. And, and shows. this movie, the every single person who made money from this movie should have the DVD collection of Back to the Future. Because had it not been yep. for the success of Back to the Future, this movie would have died on the shelf. It took 21 days to film. It feels like <laughs> we, it took 21 could, days to film. We could have made film. this movie. This made our list for sports moments because it's a hybrid reason. Because obviously, so Scott Howard throughout the whole movie takes his terrible basketball team and turns it around because he's using superhuman powers. He becomes yeah. a werewolf. What he learns through all of this is that he can't be the wolf. He just needs to be Scott. He's got to be himself. So they get to the championship game and he says, if I'm going to play in this game, I got to do it as Scott. He's got to be himself. Shows up late, but yeah, whatever. Shows up late, but whatever. Not like anybody would ever question why, because <laughs> why would you ever ask that? So he shows up to the game and the reason this makes the list for favorite sports moments is twofold. Number one, there's an element of hilarity. This is the worst choreographed, worst <laughs> it's cut pretty, it's, scene it's pretty bad. ever. They show the same loop of the same action. I, like, I counted it like a dozen times. Like five layups. There's only four plays that take place <laughs> and they just show different angles and recuts of it. So I know you're thinking like, why would we put this on our list of our favorite sports moments? When in the end? The song. <laughs> the song which we played at the beginning. When in the end. The song is great. Also... Every part of the last scene is why we put it as our moment. He's up against uh, Mick McAllister. Big dude. Big dude. Who fouls him. And there's, hard. Yeah, yeah, hard. Very hard. And there's and the game's 51-50 at this point. You would Be- know that. Beavers are losing. They, he, were, down, they were down 32-10 in the first half. Well, the, ga- okay, so the game starts, and you don't hear win in the end yet. And the ball goes over to Chubbs, who is uh, Francis Buxton. Remember him from Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, the yeah. jerk who stole his bike. Stole his bike. So it goes to him, and he's got the ball, and it's going back and forth. And Mick McAllister says, shoot it, fat boy. <laughs> he shoots it he hits the basket and that's when the team realizes they can do this without the wolf yeah from that point forward it is all montage Terrible. all recuts of everything you get uh the rebound goes to scott you get highlights and but the interesting thing about the highlights it's showing everyone else making baskets because the whole movie's been just the wolf yeah doing it teamwork. so now everybody else it's teamwork this McAllister throws a clothesline doesn't get thrown out of the game like, I mean, like violently fouls him until he gets up to four fouls and he looks down at Scott Howard and says, you know, why are you laughing? So that's four fouls. One more and you're out of there. We get to the end of the game. The fifth foul takes place with zero time left on the clock. You already said Pressure. what the score was. Yeah. And I just want to point out that they allow McAllister to sit under the hoop and <laughs> stare down Scott Howard while he's taking these shots, which is insane to me. But whatever. Yeah. So it's a high school game. And that's where I, I, that's the moment. The reason on the list for me is like, that's the moment. Like all the sound gets dropped down. It cuts to a different song. The first shot goes in. The second shot just bounces perfectly off the rim, off the backboard. And then I'm not even going to sing the song because I can't remember what it is, (laughs) but that's, that's it. The game is over. They win. So it bothers me. And then some guy who's an extra (laughs) pulls his genitals out in in the crowd. And if you ever look for it, you can see it. I I have to bring that up. It's like, it's true. That actually did happen. And they left it on the cut of the movie. So it's a good movie. It's a good. There you go. You shut you down. I broke your spirit. You're ready to move on. It's so hot in this recording it's, studio. Just so people know, I'm glistening. If if you want to buy a jar of our sweat, today would be the day to do it because uh, our recording studio apparently doesn't have AC and it is a blistering 90 <laughs> degrees in here and Max and I are just dripping. So there you go. That's fun. We're sweating during a sports one. That's good. It's really good. So Max, <laughs> you're like, God help me. Let's move along. <laughs> Our next one. Uh, we are on number seven. This is a fan favorite for you. This is one of my favorite because this is sadly something that I've thought about doing my whole <laughs> life. Even before I saw this movie, uh, the best of times. Are you a Jack Dundee or Reno Hightower? Oh, I'm for sure. Everyone in this movie. I'm, <laughs> I'm way more of a Reno Hightower than I am a Jack Dundee. Yeah, that's true. For sure. Yeah. Your glory days were in high school. Makes yeah. sense. Well, but then, uh, then I, it's not even true though, because I'm much more of a Jack Dundee because I'm also like, I, well, we'll get to it. You do paint a mean let, van. Let me, let me talk about what the movie's about Yeah. for those not honored enough to see this Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Robin Williams flick. Jack Dundee played by Robin Williams is a meek banker living in Taft, California. He constantly thinks about the 1972 high school football game between Taft and powerhouse Bakersfield. Uh, Dundee drops the perfect pass from quarterback and friend Reno Hightower played by Kurt Russell with the white shoes. Yep. At the end of the game. And that ends up being a tie. They could have won the game and it ends up being a tie. He attributes. This is where, let me just tell you right out the gate, how sick I am in high school. My senior year, I played high school football. I don't know if I've told you that. There it is. It's captain of the team. Me and three other guys. <laughs> we lost a game. Third game of the season. We were two and oh. And we lost that third game of the season because I got called for holding. It took us out of range for a field goal. I would, if I could recreate that game, if I could pull what this movie did, I would do this in a heartbeat. I would do every aspect of it. I would. uh, So in the movie, Jack Dundee 
vandalizes his hometown, making it seem like it's Bakersfield with the mascot, right? The Tigers yep, yep, or... to rile up everyone to buy into this idea of having a rematch game. Brilliant. So it's, it's all ruse for him to get over the fact the opening scene of this movie is him sitting in a dark room watching the film of him dropping the ball over and over again. It's weird. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> so the best part of this, the moment for me is you get to the end of the game. They're getting their butts kicked in the first half. So at halftime, they're in the locker room. Jack goes out to his car to grab the duffel bag that has the Crosstown Rivals costume in it. Yeah, the tiger. He starts drinking, too. Because he wants Reno to find it. He wants Reno to figure out that Jack was behind all of it, and he wants Reno to get angry and mean. Because Reno Hightower, when he's angry and mean, that's the Reno that can win the game. Yeah, he cusses out the running back. Yeah, oh, it's great. It's great. So Authoritative Kurt Russell is something to be tackled with. So it works. Yeah. It works in a weird way, but it works. Yeah. They go back out in the second half and like, give me two seconds of time. I can get this done. And the best part about it is like muddy and rainy. He grabs Jack and says, I'm not putting you back in the game. Makes him sit on the sideline the whole second half. They get down to that last play. How much do you love the last play? Always. Always love the last play. And he gets back in the game. He's getting his butt kicked by a defensive back who was just released from prison. Dr. Death. Yeah. And three times in a row, he looks at him and says, get open. Give him your best move. The the move that Robin Williams puts on (laughs) looks like something you would do if you were playing wide receiver. It's incredible. Like a little little shuffle with the arms. He was a good high school player, apparently. At football? Yeah. I did not know that. They They said he was like indestructible. Like you couldn't hurt him All you know right. he just kept moving forward i don't think he went to your high school didn't I, he? not my high school he went yeah. to cranbrook okay yeah, yeah no do you know who did go to my high school was tim allen oh yeah uh wilson so, there you go <laughs> so when you say wilson i immediately also think of wilson! Uh, there you go there you go <laughs> i can make it so they they have that moment and Kurt Russell, Reno Hightower, drops back in the pocket, avoids a couple sacks. Muddy as all heck. Muddy as all heck. Throws the bomb, and Robin Williams catches it. Bumbles it. Bumbles it. it. Scores the touchdown, and everybody's psychological health is fixed. (laughs) And that's what I need. I need that moment to fix my psychological health. I guess. Max, that slides us into our number six spot. Ooh, slides. This is, this movie is. This high kicks us into it. This movie is pure garbage. Best of the best. Best of the best of the best. Chuck Liddell's favorite movie. Uh, Verde Media, one of our sponsors. John, the CEO, one of his favorite movies. Understandably. Oh, man. It is hot, hot. This is trash pan to heaven, buddy. Trash pan to heaven. We need to drop our vanilla ice cream right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) A misfit team of American kickboxers. That is the that, that sums it up right there. A mis- Stop right there. A misfit team of American kickboxers must undergo rigorous training for an all-important contest against the ruthless Korean team. Along the way, the hardened fighters learn to lay their personal ghosts to rest. Yeah. You like that? Oh, that's really good. I thought, I thought we'd like that. Hot take. This is my favorite James Earl Jones performance. Wow. I don't know. He's just so animated. Frank Cuzo. He's just yelling the whole time. No. With his no. loud, loud voice. I love when Eric Roberts, who plays <laughs> I, know, Alex, I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> There's so many absurd parts to this. Like, all right, hold on. We got to back up. Okay. Because <laughs> we could literally, I could talk. We may have to do an episode on Best of the Best. Are we going to do the kid accident thing? Yeah, Everything. About, okay. So let's go back. Okay. <laughs> this entire movie is about the Korean team is undefeated. They are the best. Understand of the so. best. Yeah, Great training montage. They're yeah, they are training year round in, in the, the snow. snow. Like yeah. yeah, they're they're unbelievable. They got the, eye the, patches. The, the Americans have decided like we need to put a team together. So of course the, they get they get they get Frank. I need give me Frank. And then they grab they have like a psychologist She's for the awesome, team. She's great. Yeah. Great. Absolutely great. Uh Catherine but her played by Sally Kirkland. Catherine Wade, yeah. Yep. They put together this team. They go after all the bits and pieces. You got Eric Roberts who's playing Alex Grady. You got washed up Philip Ree, who's playing Tommy Lee. You got uh, the potential, but like can't really get over the death of his. It. Yeah, can't get over the death of his uh, brother, brother. Yeah, who was killed by the Korean guy he has to fight. Da Han Park. You got Chris Penn, who when you talk about like roles that didn't age well, <laughs> Travis Brickley, uh, who was played by Chris Penn, did not age no. well. Exceptionally racist <laughs> and inappropriate in this movie, but that's okay. Like bar fights. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You got uh, Tom Everett, who's like helping the team out as like the nerd yeah. tape guy. Uh, who am I forgetting? John Dye is Virgil Keller, uh, the Buddhist. Oh, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. And um, I, am I missing anyone? I feel like I'm missing someone. No, I think we're good. All right. Good enough. <laughs> I'm for sure missing There's someone. There's like an Italian dude. There's a, yeah, oh, yeah. Who's from Detroit? Yeah, I should okay, know. Yeah. How do I not know oh, his yeah. name? Oh, God. Good call, Max. <laughs> uh, David Agresto is Sonny Grasso. Sonny Grasso from Detroit. <laughs> Come on. How can I forget him? 
So they put this team together and it's it's absurd. Like so first of all, Eric Roberts Alex Grady, his, silver hair. his son gets hit by a car and he like, it's his only son. And <laughs> coach, coach Cuzo is like, Nope, can't go see him. And he has to go Why see him. Brown? <laughs> ah, get me on. <laughs> Ah, Lou Brown. You were doing uh, it. I was. I didn't mean to. Because I can't do James. You got to do it. You got to do it. You can't see your son. Why? <laughs> you need to train. There you go. That's great. So he ends up forgiving him. Fast forward to they're in this Olympic battle, yeah. which, which I have to tell you. In Korea, right? In Korea. And not, Ahmad Rashad's commenting. They, they, make, they make up. And then uh, Alex Grady looks in the crowd, sees his son and his mother, and turns is like, how'd this happen? And... <laughs> And James Earl Jones is like nodding his head. So it went from like, you can't go to see your kid to I'm going to fly him to Korea for you. And once you have a traumatic experience with someone, you bond. Yeah, there you go. You bond. You do bond. So we mentioned earlier the B stories behind this, right? Like, so for Eric Roberts, Alex Grady, he was the best of the best. He had a terrible shoulder injury. Yeah. He wasn't sure if he could ever fight again. And then for Tommy Lee, he grew up and he there's a flashback scene that you love. It's like one of your favorite <laughs> so flashback good. scenes ever. He watches his brother get killed by the Korean... Uh, fighter that he's going to go against. Yeah, Dehan Park. And when that happens, he's holding uh, an ice cream cone and he drops his ice cream. It's black and white. It's it's artsy and they're trying. It's absurd. I guarantee an editor was like, this is beautiful. So our moment for this. Yeah. This is tough because is the moment the Eric Roberts like pop it no, it's the Tommy Lee it's one. Tommy. See, for me, it's Pop It. No. That's why his freaking shoulder gets dislocated. It's Tommy Lee. And he's screaming. He's like, Pop It. And giving mercy to his to the other fighter. All right, all right. Do you know they're brothers? No. Yeah. I had no idea. That's wild. Yeah, Philip and Simon. All right. Yeah. Good old Phil and Simon. And at the end, when, when Dehan is like, you spared my life, thank you, and he gives him the medal. Yeah. I cried. I, well, you cry about everything. Did you not cry? No. He's like, I, I would like. He's like, I'll like, be. He's like, I'll be your brother. No, because I remember like when my friends and I were in college and we'd have a little bit too much fun and we'd all of a sudden start beating fun. beating each other up and <laughs> if we because like, I grew up uh, two of my friends were wrestlers yeah. so I would find myself like locked up all the time in wrestling matches with them which as I'm saying it out loud sounds way weirder than it was <laughs> and I would always be like pop it pop it it's so weird it's so weird but the uh, fight scenes are good too there's lots of like dope kicking and high flying is that a real thing in the Olympics that. If you tie that you have to break bricks, because I kind of thought that was just a blood sport thing. And I didn't know that it was remember because the 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 match with Travis ends up being a tie. So they have to break bricks. So it looks cool. I guess. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It's a test of strength. This movie is insane. Called. It's yeah. it's way out there, yeah. but it is our number six. <laughs> number six favorite 80s sports moment. Uh, the best of the best slides us right into the best of the best sponsors. So we should take a ad and talk about them right now. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all natural. It's okay. Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, Try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man, and I need this kind of stuff. It works. is It's it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, She loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, Check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. The old seventh inning stretch. <laughs> you did that last time. Did I? Yeah. All right. So I'll do it again. <laughs> Woo. Speaking of last time, I just want to go on record for those that are waiting for me to bring up Major League that because the natural was put into our top 10 list, Max forbid me to bring up Major League as one of my sports moments. I freaking love Major Jake League. Jake Taylor pointing out to the stands and bunting should have been on this list. No, it should have been him slow-mo running. That too. Yeah. Bad knees. Oh, yeah. Max, this is, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm ready to listen to you. I'm going to do the intro, but then I'm handing the baton because you love yourself. Number five, 1985 
wrestling movie. And I got to give all credit to this movie. It's not easy to make a compelling wrestling No, movie. it's really it's hard. It's really hard. I agree. High school wrestler. Loudon Swain. What a name. Loudon is a great name. Uh, played by Matthew Modine. Feels he must do something significant in his life shortly after turning 18. Despite vehement advice against it from his father, played by Ronnie Cox, a.k.a. Dick Jones. Yeah, Bogomil. Oh, yeah. I always say Dick Jones, but Bogomil's a good one, yeah. too. Um, and coach Charles Hallahan. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that name? Hala, 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 hala. He's, a great, he's a great wrestling coach. He's a great wrestling coach. Swain decides to try to lose over 20 pounds in a very short period of time in an attempt to take on the defending state champ of a lower weight class. Shoot. Shoot. Meanwhile, he falls for the edgy older Carla, played by Linda Fiorentino. In her first role ever. And she's it, great and it in shows. This. She's great in this. By the second half, she's good. She's the first great. half, she's not so good. Uh, who provides further distraction for the young wrestler. Max, this movie is your you you'll die on the cross for this. You love this movie. This is my top five eighties movies. Yeah. This is in it. It's you know it's interesting. I have not watched it in a very long time. You watched it? I watched the yeah. whole movie uh, last night. I sat down and watched the whole movie. I really forgot how much I love this movie. Yeah, the soundtrack. It's got Journey, Madonna, Madonna, and yeah. she's in it. Yeah, she's in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not just that, but like it adds in about fifteen stories. Yep. Of like. 15 different stories. His English teacher. The mom leaving them. Yeah. The teacher being the mentor. The, the shorter, bonding with the wrestler. The, the shorter, shorter cook. Oh, you love Elmo. God, you love Elmo. It's six minutes. It's but what like, happens All of that, minutes. his relationships, this awkwardness of being a teenager and Trying progressing. To find yourself. First love. Yeah. The unrequited love. Is that what it's called? Unrequited. Unrequited? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. I've yeah. never had it, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, but the, un the unrequited love from uh, What's-Her-Face, from Melrose Place, whose name is totally escaping oh, right now. Yeah, I only know her from Melrose yeah, place. She's great. She's great. Yeah. Every you like everyone in this movie. That's, so I was just about to say, even uh what's his face? His dad is Lou Brown. Oh yeah, Jay, well, Jake Ryan's dad. Jake Ryan's dad. <laughs> it's Thank Cooch. You. His it's name's Cooch. 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 I, don't, Cooch. I don't like that name. It's weird to say. I don't either, but uh <laughs> it's great. And then I love the way they fit Vision Quest. It's like you're having a Vision Quest. Yeah, it's such a random title it's for a movie. Great. Yeah. Everything about this movie is great. I love it. And Shoot is one of the all time villains too. It, it, Quiet, absolutely. When he has that tree on his back. But his that's the thing too is like yes, he's a great villain, but he's also not. He's not a caricature of a villain. No, he's very much the crosstown rival. So yeah. you don't over villainize him, which allows you to kind of buy into the story more. Yeah, I love it. The, oh the pegboard, God. the climbing, the pegboard fires me up every time. Oh, it's great. He bonds with his teammates. And like the fact that he's losing weight to where he's passing out. Yeah, he has he has nosebleeds. It's all encompassing about this world of wrestling that I had no idea. About. Oh, dude, like the sweatsuits where he's running, doing the push-ups. So my friends, when they would try to make weight, it's very different now. They've obviously changed it, but yeah. like back when I was in high school, they wouldn't swallow their spit. They'd spit on the ground or into cups all day because that was a way for them to cut weight. Like, isn't that crazy? At the end, he had to do the tidy whities He had to take them off. Yeah, he went naked. Yeah, we might have to if this <laughs> podcast goes any longer because I'm I'm looking. I just we should take a picture of how sweaty we are. It's gross. <laughs> whatever, whatever handful of fans that were like, I know there's a couple. You've got some fans. You've got some. Uh, only fans that want to watch it. you. I'm just saying that they they like they like I'm your look. Married. If they could see you right now, they would not want much to do with you. For me, I'm already married. Trisha's used to me being gross like this. All right, Max Vision Quest. Love so it. This, What's the moment? The moment. 27 seconds left. Yes. He's down four points. Yes. And he's bleeding too. And oh yeah. He got DQ'd for beforehand for bleeding. Yep. So you're like, oh my god, is this how it's gonna end? Yeah, it yeah. can't end like that. Yeah, yeah. And that last 27 seconds, the coach goes up to him. He goes, "You done everything you want to do?" And he's like, "No, of course not. I haven't." And in that moment, when he he actually takes down shoot and wins the tournament I lose it and there's a freeze frame of him being carried out by and, and the, the shoulder is just held a little bit and it's about to get pinned but you don't know if it's going to get yeah. pinned and then that hand slap to the mat it's awesome it's hard to make wrestling you know suspenseful have you him. ever seen have you ever been to a wrestling meet before actually for the university of michigan the daily i did uh sports writing uh -huh. for a semester and i did a i covered a wrestling match okay yeah i used to because all my friends are wrestlers in high school so i used to always go the wrestling coach who passed away great guy yeah. Um, his name last name is Hess, Coach Hess. All wrestling coaches are great. He was they? he, but it's he was fantastic, and he tried to get me to try out for the wrestling team every year because I would have been the heavyweight, and it's hard to get good heavyweights. You would have been good too. I would have been terrible. You think wrestlers, so? good wrestlers, have to have this toughness and screw loose that I don't have. I feel I, I feel pain. I do have a screw loose, but I feel pain. And every year he'd ask me to try out for the team, and every year I would say I can't. I'm too soft. And he <laughs> was like, well, I at least appreciate that you're honest with me. I'm like, yeah. good, glad we're on the same page. Uh, Max. Are you ready for our next movie? Kumate, Kumate, Kumate. One more, please. Kumate. <laughs> The 1988. Can you believe this is a true story? I, I, no one can believe this is a true story because it's highly inaccurate. <laughs> oh, man. U.S. soldier Frank Dukes, Jean-Claude Van Damme, 
And he sounds uh, just roughly as American as you can. <laughs> apple uh, pie. Apple pie. Yeah. Has come to Hong Kong to be accepted into the Kumite, a highly secret and extremely violent martial arts competition. Well, people die. Oh, they do. While trying to gain access into the underground world of clandestine fighters, he also has to avoid military officers who consider him to be A-W-O-L. Forrest Whitaker. Yes. After enduring a difficult training and beginning a romance with journalist Janice Kent, played by Leah Ayers, Frank is given the opportunity to fight, but can he survive? Fight to survive! <laughs> kumite, kumite, kumite. This movie is my, it has to be my favorite Van Damme movie, right? Either this or Kickboxer. I like Double Team with Dennis Rodman. Really? Yeah, I know it's <sighs> weird. Mickey Rourke's the bad guy. Not in the 80s, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm sorry. This is my second favorite. Chan Lee. Yeah. Who, if you were a Bruce Lee fan and you watched like Enter the Dragon. He's in it, right? Yeah. I mean, his, so his roots are deep in, in the martial arts film community. He's so 80s looking. He's got that rubbery, big kind oh, of his pecs are huge. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a he looks like a like a Mattel like yeah. doll. Like <laughs> I, like it's unbelievable. Like uh, what are they called? I can't think of what the hell they're called right now. A wrestling action figure? Think action figure. Yeah. Max, I I think the heat's getting <laughs> I like it. Let's get wonky. Oh man. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> Let's talk about his buddy Jackson. <laughs> Donald Gibb. Donald Gibb. You may know him as Ogre. Nerds. <laughs> he he plays he plays his buddy Jackson. I love origin story movies that yeah. have like a little slice of origin story. The beginning of this when he is this French exchange student and he is wearing a hat and and his little friend gets picked on and he like hops in to help it's, him. It's the worst acting ever. Ever. I don't know who that kid is, but he, you know you know who he looks like. He looks like the Beastie Boys did when they were young. Oh yeah. Like I, I can't remember which one. Adam. Yeah. Like yeah. he looks a little bit like him. Yeah. So he meets the young boy's father the young boy's father trains him they train together it's like having a second father so in the movie senzo tanaka's son who is basically a brother to frank dukes yeah dies in the kumite tragic yeah so frank dukes is in the military he decides that he is going to fight in the kumite because his father figure slash trainer trainer thank you miyagi, miyagi his yeah. miyagi <laughs> is dying yeah and he goes to hong kong uh with the blessing of his father figure to compete in the kumite he gets into the kumite by being able to hit the fifth brick down, which How is they, awesome. Have they done a Mythbusters on that? I don't like, know. Yeah. It's, it's the death touch. He meets, like I talk about, meets Ogre. They yep. become buddies. Who Ogre's <laughs> the for, for. If you go back and watch Bloodsport, not a lot of people have seen it forever, like you and I, but the whole beginning of Bloodsport where they do the Street Fighter. Like when you play Street Fighter, they show you like the backstory yeah, and all the awesome. fighters. Yeah, they do that for all the fighters. Yeah. The moment. Chung Lee's breaking ice. Yeah. The, the moment for me that makes why this makes this list is the entire fight between him and Chun Lee. It's insane. It's insane. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's well so edited, over the top. Oh, it's the choreography is fantastic. Yeah, the tracking and all. And it's cool. The, what they're standing on is this non, it's a half even, pipe. Yeah. Okay. Is it really? <laughs> no, but it looks like a, it's yeah. like a shrunken half pipe. Yeah. So it like, it makes it unpredictable. And, oh, there, and there's sand everywhere. Well, they're throwing sand. Chong Lee's. No, there. he didn't throw sand. Chalk. Nope. That's a, it was like a pill of some like cheating material that he crumbled in his hand pocket to blind sand. him. Yeah. Pocket sand. Except it wasn't <laughs> sand. Shit <laughs> shot. Oh my God. So the whole fight starts off. He's doing the crazy peck flex. Like Chong Lee's just bouncing his pecs left and right. He does a snot rocket too. Well, he also is wearing Jackson's Harley Davidson headband on a, his leg. What a power After move. almost killing him. Yeah. I should have mentioned that. He almost killed Jackson. Anytime, my brother. The fight starts. Chun Li is a dirty fighter. He throws the ref at him. And then Dukes jumps on the ref as like a footstool and then like makes like sure the ref okay. Ref. Yeah. Everything about this fight is incredible. Uh, the, my favorite part of the fight, he's beating the crap out of Chun Li. Yep. And Chun Li grabs this pill that was slipped into his waistband as like a cheating tool, crumbles it up and blinds him, and everything goes slow mo. Yeah. It's like if you have an iPhone, <laughs> you can put it on slow mo, and there's a lot of ah! yeah, screaming. Ah! <laughs> And all of a sudden, he calms down and goes back to his training. You always have to go back to the training. Peace. Where he's training with his father figure who's got a blindfold on him at the dinner table. And they're drinking tea and yeah, all this. It came back. It came back. And then Sean Lee comes in and Frank Dukes just puts his hand up and grabs his arm. It's like Neo from the Matrix. It's it's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's, everything about it is fantastic. So he beats the crap out of him. And he's got him on the ground. And he's like, say it. Say it. And Sean Lee's like, Sega! <laughs> he doesn't say Sega. I'm just kidding. I love that commercial. I can't help myself. He says something that I assume basically means uncle. Yeah. And it's all over. 
And that that fight was incredible. I also love that the whole reason Chun Li hates him and what he says to him at the beginning, he goes, Break my record. Now I break you like I break your friend. Like, so aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive. Yeah. All because he just broke his record. Yeah. And this actually never happened. Never. So Frank Duke said that. <laughs> In this tournament, he won 56 matches. For that to be possible, you would need two to the 56 power participants or nine million times the population of Earth. Okay. So, Frank Dukes is a liar. Well, maybe, maybe they just they took some creative uh, you know, liberties with this story. Don't call Frank Dukes a liar. You don't know him. He trained Jean-Claude Van Damme for this movie. There you go. So, that's, so then don't yeah. call him a liar. Yeah, he looked great in this movie. We're moving to our top three. Yeah. And our top three are straight fire. Uh, the first of the top three, number three. Well, that's how it would work, right? <laughs> you and numbers. <laughs> Me and numbers. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna admit this to you right now. I don't know that I ever had seen this movie. No, I know you in its entirety. I've, I've seen been, bits no, and pieces. I've been bothering you about this for a while. And I finally just sat down and shame on me because like this is the Lost Live movie. I, I love this movie. 1981 there Victory. Yep. Uh, the English version of it was called Escape to Victory. Escape to Victory. This movie is fantastic. You get Nazis as evil in any sports. It's a win. This is Indiana Jones meets Rocky Four. Yeah. It, it, it has everything. Like, again, to your point, it's anti-Nazi. It's got, if you guys can like us guys, like there's a turn. Like, it, it, Okay. I'm excited. The head of a German POW camp, soccer enthusiast Carl von Steiner, played by Max von Sydow. So good. Organizes a match between Nazi players and their allied captives. Orchestrated as a way to push the Third Reich agenda, the high-profile game is set to feature an international team led by John Colby, Michael Kine, <laughs> a veteran British player. While the team, my foot, he's a veteran. I know, British. I know. While the team, which also includes Luis Fernandez, played by Pele, the greatest soccer player ever, ever. of Trinidad, yeah. trains for the match. Robert Hatch, played by Sylvester Stallone, plans a dangerous mass escape from the camp. This movie is my favorite, most likable version of Stallone. It, you think? It, so this is why. Stallone, to me, we talked about this when we talked about Stallone Schwarzenegger yeah. and how Schwarzenegger can do comedy so much better. Stallone takes himself too serious, and this is one of those movies where he just allows himself to be a little bit quirky, yeah. a little bit funny. Like when he's a little flirting bit with the French resistance. Everything about it. Just even when he's like begging Michael Caine to be on the team, it's it's just Stallone cut 40 pounds to be in this movie yeah. um, because he felt like, if I'm going to be in a POW camp, I don't want to look like Rocky right now, you know? There's great stories abound for this, but I want to get into the movie itself. Inspired by an actual series of games that took place in Kiev, but very different outcomes. Yep. So not not the same type of thing. Uh, Michael Caine admitted that the only reason he did this movie was so he could work with Pele. I feel like you have one piece of facts about Michael Caine every time where it's like, he did this movie for the money. Or oh, yeah, like Jaws 4? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jaws 4, for sure. Pele helped with all the choreography, which is makes total sense. It's, the, it's really well shot soccer. It, it is. I'm, I'm not going to get into all well, the, the director. Can we talk about it for a second? Yeah, go ahead. It's John Houston. Yeah. Chinatown, the original Casino Royale and uh, the treasure of Sierra Madre. Mm -hmm. I mean, like this was his last movie, I think. Yeah. And like, that's like one of the preeminent filmmakers. Uh, music by Bill Conti. Oh yeah. So the like the music, the music, the music rocks when you watch this movie and we're talking about our favorite sports moments. So I guess I'll get to the sports piece of it. So first of all, it featured 18 international professional football players, like really good ones at the time, appearing and acting and stunts. And they were good actors too. Like absolutely. They, they did a good job. Yeah. So they get to the game and it's interesting. The original script, I believe it was supposed to be that if the allies lost the game, they'd be set free because the Nazis wanted them to lose and they were willing to set them free. The game. And if they won, yeah, they would execute them. And in the original script, they make the decision to, we'll live with being killed. We want to win the game. Wow. It was just powerful. That is. This is a little bit softer, but it's still really cool. So halftime of this game, is that what's called soccer halftime? Yeah. Halftime of the soccer game. They're down 4-1. Right. And the plan is to escape. And they dig a tunnel into the locker room, yep. into like the hot tub. Hot um, tub. And they're <laughs> getting, getting out the hot tub. And they're about to escape. And the team doesn't want to leave. No, Pele. They, they want to go in and Pele. Please, yeah. Please hatch. This game means a lot to us. <laughs> ah, and Stallone. I mean, that's the only absurd part of this is like that they're, it's not absurd. I guess it's kind of cool, but I can't even wrap my head around that. So they go back and they play. And the moment for me, I got two moments. It's a bicycle kick, right? It's not just the bicycle kicks. Okay. Stallone stopping the last shot too is incredible. Ooh, yeah, the penalty kick. They tried. So all of these soccer players specifically Pele was obviously known for the bicycle kick, but each of these soccer players was known for a different element, like kind of their move. Yeah. And they were allowed to showcase that in That's the movie. Awesome. When Pele does the bicycle kick and it's the slow-mo bicycle kick. And they like three times show it. Oh, yeah. and, and remember he's coming back into the game from a serious injury. It's getting him back to being tied. That moment gives me goosebumps. The other moment that I love 
is you get to the penalty kick at the end of the game. And and again, it's not to win the game. This no. is just to walk away with a draw. Yeah. And Stallone, who the whole movie knows nothing about soccer. Like he's just this American who's like tackling people and he thinks it's football, but he he learns that he's got a knack for playing goalie and he gets in net and that shot is taken and he saves the ball and the crowd, right? Yeah. This, this is why I called it like the Rocky four of this movie. The crowd is, I'm going to butcher how I say this multiple times, right? The crowd, you hear them saying victoire, victoire, which yeah. is victory. And it's so loud. Like at the beginning of the match, the German announcer is actually piping in fake cheering because nobody remember this is occupied France. Yeah, yeah. So all the people watching, it's not like they're happy to be no, there. The French national anthem is powerful. When they sing the yeah. French, I was just about to talk about that. Like that's another moment. Like oh, this, goosebumps. the sports moments through this whole movie are yeah. incredible. And, and it's shot really cool too. It's got a lot of like overhead shot of the soccer it and the game. It feels like how it was filmed like nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is for sure. This fits the number three for me for moments. And super important. I love continuity in sports movies. Timing wise, the last 15 minutes of soccer was four. 14 something 15 minutes and five, five seconds. seconds yeah, yeah never it was really you close. know one minute lasts 17 minutes yeah, except for know? the show 24 that's the only other time that it, oh yeah i never saw it. i'm kidding i've yeah. never watched 24 but yeah. i think I've, someone told me <laughs> i'm making things up great uh, no i i read that too that's incredible so if you've not seen victory go see victory if you don't like nazis and you do like <laughs> soccer <laughs> this is the movie or scene. sly or sly if you like him too uh max we're down to the final two the best around oh my god max in 1984 our worlds change. Big time. The Karate Kid. We have talked about the Karate Kid a lot on the show. As we should. It, it deserves talking. It's a big, it's a foundational pillar of our bounce breakfast of 80s. Wow. I, whatever you said, I agree. Daniel, Ralph Macchio, moves to Southern California with his mother, Lucille, played by Randy Heller. Mom of the year. But quickly finds himself the target of a group of bullies. Remember one time I did a recap on this, or you did a recap, and you said they were like a motorbike gang or something insane? A moped gang. A moped gang, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, who study karate at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Fortunately. No mercy. <laughs> fortunately, Daniel befriends Mr. Miyagi, played by Pat Morita, an unassuming repairman who just happens to be a martial arts master himself. <laughs> Miyagi takes Daniel under his wing, training him in the more compassionate form of karate and preparing him to compete against the brutal Cobra Kai in the All-Valley Karate Tournament. Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai. This is one of the greatest sports movies ever made. It is one of the greatest overall movies ever made. It is what I want played at my funeral. Really? Mm, that and the Goonies. Yeah. I love the Karate Kid. <laughs> this movie. I, I mean, Dune. It would weird people out. God, that is super, super <laughs> weird. Super weird. So, look, we know the story of the Karate Kid. Everyone does. Daniel LaRusso. Crank kick. Yeah. He, you know, gets beat up. He's a little bit of a whiny punk. We've talked about this as well. So it, it makes the movie real. Yeah, it does. His mom's fantastic. Yep. Miyagi's fantastic. Uh, he's getting the crap kicked out of him pretty regularly. And Miyagi strikes a deal with Sensei Kreese. Says, lay off my kid. Let's meet at the All-Valley Tournament December 23rd. Sure. Why not? Is it Christmassy? I, I think know, it's, yeah. it is in December. Nice. I can, I can see the poster in my <laughs> mind's eye. It's a great eye. poster. It is a great poster. I love that Miyagi just freestyles it too. He's yeah. like, well, thinks how, on his how feet. about that? Yeah, he thinks on his yeah, feet. Yeah, he the belt too for Daniel. He, uh, so he says leave my guy alone let me train him let me get him ready and then we'll fight in the ring and, and then he gets free labor and, and fight in the ring they did <laughs> let's talk about the tournament there are a lot of moments in this tournament it feels so hectic and chaotic there's multiple best moments okay so bear with me but lamar the, from revenge of the nerds yeah, that's a really good one <laughs> the begin i mean the beginning moment where you're like all right let's rock and roll is where you hear ali say you're the best and then all of a sudden and, and then you hear joe esposito's you're the best around i mean that's the beginning montage is fantastic. Yeah. You see it move through the way it was shot. You've talked about this before. Very unique. This in-person feel, real crowd, real stadium feel, fights taking place in the background. Multiple fights. Yeah. Too. It's, they it's, just went for it. Yeah. They just filmed it like it was live. Let's go to the semifinals. Yeah. The semifinals is where- we Dutch? Is that what we're doing or no? No, because Dutch is in the semifinals. Okay, go. Uh, by the time we get to the semis, I think the first fight he has in the semis is with Bobby Brown. Oh. Right? Bobby, his last name is Brown. Yeah. You uh, didn't know that? No. Yeah, Bobby Brown. I just think new Bobby. edition. I know that. I know that's, that's fair. <laughs> Sensei Kreese tells Bobby, take him out of commission. What a jerk. Martin Cove. And, and remember, Bobby is like, of all of the Cobra Kai's, he's the one that like is most reasonably not a sociopath. <laughs> you know, like he feels kind of guilty. Yeah. He's like, you know, let's just take it easy. So he sends Bobby out there. And Bobby does, do you remember the old video game karate? No. There was a guy in a red uh, gi and a white gi, and they would like fight each other. And if you did it one combination, he would do like this flying kick 
That's what he does to his knee. Okay. He leaps into the air like five feet in the air and just like drops his heel into the back of his knee. I assume blows out his ACL and MCL. Yeah. Immediately falls to the ground, starts apologizing, which is also kind of weird. Really weird. So they take him to the training room yep. and they're about to basically call it quits. And then Miyagi uses black magic. Yep. Voodoo. The little hand. The little right hand. Right. Yeah. It fixes it. Fixes his leg. Max, who is the announcer that's about to give away everything? It's the director from Nighthawks. <laughs> nuts. Nuts. He's about to give the tournament title to Johnny Lawrence. He says, wait, Daniel Russo's going to fight. You got it. You got it. Daniel limp, limps out there. They start fighting. Daniel scores the first point. Daniel scores the second point with this kind of really cool trips him and then yeah. punches him in the back of the head it's and gives cool. him a bloody nose. <laughs> so he goes over to Sensei Kreese with his nose being bled. And by the way, while this is going on, I, I don't know if you've heard this before. While Kreese is looking at him, you can hear someone in the audience here go, you're no like, cream puff. Yeah. Jay, Johnny, you're a cream puff, which is great. I'm going to start calling you a cream puff. I love that. So Kreese says, sweep the leg. Thus, Kreese one of the most famous lines in cinema history outside of put him in a body bag, which we'll get to sweep the leg. Do you have a problem with that? So he sweeps the leg and kicks him in the face. This is the most violent karate match ever. Like none of this stuff would fly. <laughs> no, they'd be, no, be, they'd be disqualified. Yeah. It's, it's basically assault. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so true. I really like the violence though. Like it's not expected. Yeah. And then you can hear again. You're like, all right, Johnny kicks him on the side. Now we're at two, two. Scares him off of the mat. He does his kick flip the next time they're fighting, which you love. His yeah. little, like, laying on his back, flips himself up. It's so cool. Punches him in the face. There's no points. I don't know why that there's no <laughs> points, but there's no points. Still two to two. He you're, then You're not allowed to use full force. Yeah. So it's two two. They get back out there, and Johnny does, again, I don't understand how this is not illegal, but he does an elbow chopped to like the back of his knee like crippling him again to the ground this is when he's on the ground and you hear you know it's over johnny you did it get him a body bag yeah by the way his laugh which is soft is your weird laugh it's your weird <laughs> yeah it's that's he does the same laugh yeah then it's time bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. he looks at him he starts he starts setting up the crane kick it's so quick which if done correctly you can't defend against it. Can you? No, you can't. <laughs> and the music build up. Bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 I mean, come on. It's the best. It is. It's the best. The crane kick to the base is the best. It took everything in me not to make this our number one. And that's, you know what? Forget it. That's the moment. The moment is the crane what? kick to the face. The moment's the crane kick to the face, for sure. I know there's all these great moments, but it, the crane kick to the face, that has to be the moment in this movie. That was all I had. That's all you had? Yeah. All right, good. I, I was fighting in my head because there other cool moments. All right, crane kick to the face. Our number two. Are you ready to go to our number one? It's, a, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. <laughs> it really is so obvious. Number one best sports movie moment from the eighties. Rocky. 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 I can't do the Rocky. It's Rocky Four, Max. Duh. I mean, it's it's Rocky Four. Now, what's your specific moment? Well, hold on. Okay, I, I, Max. There's so many people out there who've never seen Rocky Four. No, there's not. There's like three people. Well, to those three people. In a dark room by themselves. After reclaiming the boxing championship title, Rocky Balboa, played by Sylvester Stallone, plans to retire and live with his wife, Adrian. He's a robot. Played by Tal Talia Shire. <laughs> Talia, I hate her so much. <laughs> However, during an exhibition match, Rocky's friend, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers, is murdered. <laughs> He's mercilessly beaten to death by hulking Russian newcomer Ivan Drago, played by Dolph Lundgren. Rocky vows payback against Drago and flies to Russia to train for a Christmas Day fight. Despite their different training methods, Rocky and Drago both wage a long and intense match. 15 rounds, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, all the way. All the way. Yeah. You're the best. <laughs> That's not what this movie is. Where, where to begin? This is the most successful sports movie of the 80s. Yeah. By far. It's the most successful sports movie ever of all time. Is it? No. Oh. I'm saying that, though. Oh, yeah. For me, emotionally, <laughs> it's the most successful. Absolutely, yeah. How do you define success? Yeah. Do you define it by a love for America? Because <laughs> then it is the most successful movie ever. I want to make one statement, and then we're going to get to the fight. Okay. Just one statement. Adrian waits until the final round of the entire fight. He's 10 seconds away from knocking out Drago. You're going to do it. Yes. That's why she sucks, Max, because she waited literally. Remember the talk that she gave him when she was about to leave? You can't win. She looked at her husband and said, you can't win. She was on top of the stairs. She had to argue like that. I hate her so much. She's a front runner. I hate her. I like front runners. I hate her. Go Patriots. I, hate, I love her in The Godfather. I hate her in this. She's The Godfather? Yeah, dude, because you've never. <sighs> she Michael? God, Max. God. All right. Anyways. Let's talk about what's the moment. It's there's a bunch of moments. There's a bunch of moments. What is the there's can training? We count the montage? No, mon <laughs> this is, it has to be the actual fight moment, right? And it's not when he murders Apollo. So it's they're in the <laughs> yeah, they're, that's, no, that's not the moment. Is it when James Brown is like, get, get, bop, 
that's it. Living in America. No, listen. It's Polly and the Robot. Oh, God. Polly, who, by the way, is so amazing in this. He gives that beautiful speech. If I can myself. And be anyone else. And then when Drago hits his fist and says, I must break you. Yeah, I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, remember when I said I would step in your shoes? I take it back. Oh, thanks, Polly. So what's the fight moment? So it's second, in, it's the second round. When he's cut. It's cut. Yeah, so first he's round. Cut. First round. Drago is just beating the crap out of Rocky. Tons of knockdowns. Oh, it's not even. It's, it's not even a fair fight. No. Second round, Rocky's still taking the punches, but then Rocky comes back and gives a good punch. And what do you hear his trainer say? He's cut. He's, He's cut. cut. It is. It's tough. That might be the moment. It might be the speech that the Duke gives him in the corner afterwards. I like that one. Yeah. You cut him. You hurt him. He's not a machine. He's a man. And in contrast, Drago's like, he's like a piece of iron. iron yeah, he's not human. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there's just something about people talking about the fight while they're in it that just fires me up so much. My moment might be towards the end of the fight when Stallone just keeps on coming back for more and Drago makes that face like, oh my God, he's coming back for more. Yeah. Like that is the first time that you just see this like fallible. I don't care when he when he grabs the guy by his neck and pins him up in the air and <laughs> he's like awful. yelling at him. That doesn't do anything for me. The, the cut scene does. Ah. The knockout's not that great. It's not. It should be like him just getting blown off his feet. So did we, I don't want to say a mistake. Did we take our overall love? Is the moment really the whole match? Because if you took any individual moment in here, is it really better than a crane kick to the face? No. We took the whole of the fight. This is the one where I said at the beginning of the episode that some of the moments are the whole fight itself. This is an example of that. So let's flip flop. Crane kick one. Ah. <sighs> Come on. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. Crane kick goes to number one. Anarchy. We're flip-flopping it. I got to put Rocky Fort number two. Because the fight, the whole fight, I absolutely would agree with you, number one. But if you're looking for a moment in time, a freeze frame, because even best of the best, if you took all of their fights in best of the best, yeah. that might rank it up a little bit higher. But I got to say, dude, like I, the whole fight is, is the best fight moment in all. It's the best sports moment ever is Rocky's it, fight. But the individual freeze frame moment is the kick to the face. Yeah, it's, the it's so kick. unique, too. There's nothing else even like it. Max, we did it. Woo! Home run. Can you get me a towel and a fan? <laughs> I, we needed a post-game interview oh where someone God. interviews us in our I feel like towel. we're in the locker room. Yeah. And it's like summer. Uh, we took it one step at a time today. You yeah. know, uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, love the guys I'm working with. Really got to thank everybody. Uh, see, this be thank so God. Got to thank yeah. God. If somebody were to do this to me, it'd be so hard because I'd have to be like, you know, I really can't take much credit for it. It's all Max. And I would feel really uncomfortable <laughs> saying that. Uh, really, the person I want to thank more than you, Max, is our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Double Impact Podcast. I don't know if you've seen Double Impact. It is an amazing Van Damme film. He's the twin, right? Yeah, where he plays himself. That's where his like ego just got too big. He's like, I'm going to play myself <laughs> There's twice. There's four of me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. Um, so you can find them on Instagram. You can find them on social media. You can check out their podcast on all podcast players. Just check them out, Double Impact Podcast podcast uh we've got tristan and greg australian boy yeah these are our brothers from down unders yeah unders that sounds weird yeah uh these guys are hilarious for you know my insane affinity for australia you like anything it. australian i love talking about but these guys are definitely if you and i were australian this is what we would be yeah they like the corniness the campiness the yeah. action movie the they're, B movies they're great they're great so they go I, to the 90s too, I'm, like, I'm willing to, i'm willing to place a bet that i know what movie they're gonna pick <laughs> but we'll see i'm not gonna say we'll see so why don't we listen to what they have to say and again please check them out it's definitely worth a listen they are these guys are great hi guys tristan here from the double impact podcast and when i think about my favorite 80s movie sports moment i think about one man i think about frank dukes as portrayed by jean-claude van damme in the 80s classic blood sport this may sound a little left field but it is of course a sports movie it's in the title uh but specifically within this movie it's it's the day two of the kumite and we see one of the most epic fight tournament montages of all time you know Bloodsport was one of the first movies to show such a variety of fighting styles pitted against each other uh, and this montage is that cathartic moment you know where the montage music comes in and we see it all happen I think what I really love about it is also its cultural legacy so you can imagine a bunch of kids in the 80s and 90s who grew up to be UFC fighters watching this and becoming inspired in fact if you ask the real Frank Dukes and, and we actually did he argues that the UFC is actually named after him specifically, claiming to have been referred to um, as the ultimate fighting champion himself. Uh, probably depends who you ask. Uh, but even Mortal Kombat, the game Mortal Kombat, 
was inspired by this movie. Uh, it was initially conceived as a Jean-Claude Van Damme starring fighting game and JCVD fell through but but another JC, Johnny Cage, would eventually take his place. But ultimately I think just the sheer excitement of seeing all of these fighting styles coming together um, backed by an amazing soundtrack was just something I'd never seen before as a child and, you know, we do a Jean-Claude Van Damme action movie podcast and it still holds up as one of the best, most exciting uh, fighting montages I watch as an adult. So that's mine. I don't know what you guys think. Nailed it. I knew. I told you in when we were doing pre-production because we don't usually listen to these until after. I go. I guarantee you, they're going to do Bloodsport. It's a perfect Van Dam split. Yeah, they've had episodes. I've seen pictures of them with Van Dam, so I know like they have like yeah, they broke the fourth wall. I don't I know. know how they did it, yeah. but they found ways we'll to get do there. it someday. But uh, for right now, we'll live vicariously through them. But it's interesting too because I think Kickboxer gets overlooked. We should have talked a little bit about Kickboxer. Kickboxer is awesome. It is yeah. right. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, Max, that takes us to the end of the episode. Today, we listed our top 10 favorite 80s movie sports moments. I feel good about it. We sweat at least a pound of <laughs> weight off of both of each other. So I'm going to have ice on my knees like Jake Taylor. Oh, my God, which can't believe we didn't put Major League in here. Um, don't forget, 80stees.com. Get on TikTok and follow us. Keep your eyes peeled for the flyby. And you should follow us anyways on TikTok because you'll love the content. Max does a wonderful job. And all social media platforms, at Buzzin, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Rate and review. If you like what you just heard, hop on over to Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Write a nice review. Talk about how we talk too much about sweating. Whatever you want to do. But Make just let good. us know. There you go. Happy feelings all the way around. Uh, Max, that is, I'm calling the game, calling the match. Yeah, we won. We won 10 to 10 to 10 9. 10 to 9. Championship. Yay. Sports. Yeah. Max, I think you and I should just finish the way we started. Kumate. 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 We didn't technically start that way, but I still think it was cool to finish yeah. that way. It sounds good. All right. Go take a shower. I'll talk to you later. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.